Welcome to the Joy Joya podcast, where jewelry is joy and everyone is encouraged to add more polish and sparkle to the world with topics ranging from marketing tips to business development, best practices and beyond. This is the go-to podcast for ambitious jewelry industry dreamers like you. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. Through this podcast, I aim to empower and inspire jewelry entrepreneurs and professionals so they can thrive while adding more beauty to the world. I'm passionate about digital marketing for jewelry brands, and I'm excited to share my passion with you. As we all know, jewelry is joy, so I'll gladly seize any opportunity to talk about it. This is episode 165, and today I'm going to be sharing my interview with Liz Kantner. It will be the second time Liz will be joining me on this podcast. She was previously on episode 92, if you want to go back and check that one out first. And today we're also going to be sharing a very exciting announcement about a collaboration that Liz and I will be doing. For those of you who aren't familiar with Liz, but I'm sure many of you are, she's passionate about working with independent jewelry artists to help them define their voices and thrive in the modern marketplace. After making her mark as marketing manager for Todd Reed, Liz left to found her own company, Stay Gold, and also curated brands for JA New York's new designer gallery. Liz now works exclusively for Stay Gold, where she dedicates herself to a select roster of fine jewelry clients, nurturing them to success through digital marketing, trade show strategy, sales driving techniques, and branding. In this episode, Liz shares her top five areas of focus for jewelry marketing in 2022. And as I just mentioned, we'll also be sharing a very special announcement So make sure you listen through to the end. But before we get to the solid gold of this episode, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that I love creating this content as my act of service to you, my awesome listeners, and you can support the podcast for free by taking the time not only to subscribe, but also to leave a rating or review on iTunes, which helps other jewelry dreamers find it too. In this segment of the podcast, I give out my sparkle award for the week. During this segment, I highlight a jewelry brand that is impressing me with their marketing. The Sparkle Award is also interactive, so you can visit sparkleaward.com to nominate a jewelry brand that's inspiring you these days. I might feature your submission on a future podcast episode. This week, I'm highlighting the direct-to-consumer brand Studs, which coined the term earscaping and is taking a fresh approach to ear piercing and earring curation. I first learned about this brand when they were interviewed on the Glossy podcast in early February, but I just recently encountered the brand again when they were featured in Retail Brew, an email newsletter that I get about the retail world. The brand isn't just about pretty earscapes and on-trend earring styles. Instead, they have a core value that permeates much more deeply than that. They're about self-expression. Imagine that as a core value. All jewelry brands should be thinking, what is the value, the mission that transcends the actual product that they are making? And I think Studs has really nailed that. 
In a recent YouTube campaign, they invited five YouTubers to share their piercing journeys in a really personal way. Studs co-founder Lisa Bubbers explained to Retail Brew that their customers often get piercings based on a personal milestone, like a birthday or promotion or even a breakup. The resulting earscape becomes a true expression of who they are and how they want to present themselves to the world. I love that the Studs brand is using YouTube as a channel to tell these really personal stories. Since the sentiment can be difficult to capture in a short Instagram reel or other short form video content, it also resonates perfectly with what I discussed in last week's episode number 164, all about using YouTube as part of your jewelry marketing strategy. As I mentioned, you can visit sparkleaward.com to nominate a jewelry brand that's inspiring you these days, and I might feature your submission on a future podcast episode. Let's discuss some recent news related to jewelry or marketing. Each week, I share my thoughts about three relevant articles, and you can get those links by visiting joyjoya.com slash sign up. Once you're on the VIP list, you'll receive our weekly digest filled with new episode announcements. The first article comes from Marketing Dive, and it's about 66% of brands spent more on creator marketing in the past year. So the publication Marketing Dive recently reported on the increasing number of brands that are investing in creator marketing. According to one expert quoted in the article, quote, over the past two years, the creator economy has blossomed into a full-fledged social media force that has changed marketing and business strategies around the globe, end quote. If you haven't heard the term creator marketing, it's basically influencer marketing, but it's really influencers who aren't just, you know, out there posing pretty pictures of themselves, but really taking the time, effort, and energy to create engaging content and partnering with brands to help those brands with their content marketing strategies. Social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube are all releasing new features quickly to keep up for this demand in brand creator partnerships. As I mentioned, 66% report spending more on this area in the past year compared with previous years, and 52% noted that their creator marketing teams have expanded to support this growing trend. Remember, this can be done on a small scale with micro-influencers who are also creators, but then it can also work for big corporate brands. So don't discount or ignore the potential of creator marketing, even if you are a small or a solopreneur jewelry brand. I really loved this article from The New Yorker, and the title is, Everyone Can Be Liz Taylor on Jewelry Instagram. Well, first of all, the title just caught my eye, and I love that this author who is not in the jewelry industry called it jewelry Instagram because this really is a thing and anyone in the industry knows that. So the writer, who as I mentioned is outside of the industry, found themselves caught up in a rabbit hole of browsing jewelry on Instagram and then this described the experience of doing that in this article. It was so cool to hear the perspective of an outsider. The author affirms that Instagram is just so perfectly suited for the product. Unlike, let's say, home interiors, for instance, which 
is difficult to portray on Instagram because there's so many details in a room or a space that are hard to capture in like a single photo or even a carousel or a reel. So the author writes, quote, while scrolling through interiors on Instagram can be frustrating, either the picture is too zoomed out to see all the details or too zoomed in for it to be more than an attractive still life, Jewelry is perfectly sized for that phone screen square. You can see the facets, the prongs, the looping monograms, and the depth of color. In stories, you can see the gems sparkle under the light, end quote. It's just a really cool article, and I highly encourage you to Google it or sign up for the JoyJoya VIP list to get the link. A lot of jewelry brands that utilize Instagram to run their business basically were also mentioned, including Lauren Nicole and Marla Aaron. I just, I'm gushing over this article. I thought it was so smart and fun. And then our last article comes from Morning Brew. With its atmosphere cleaning mission, lab-grown diamond startup Aether lands $18 million in funding. So what makes Aether different from other lab-grown diamond companies? They're manufacturing lab-grown diamonds from carbon that's been removed from the atmosphere. The article says, quote, the company positions itself as an alternative to the other alternatives, so other lab-grown diamond companies. Whatever you think about lab-grown versus natural, that's not the point here. What I really love about what they're doing is that for me as a marketer, this is a case study in market positioning. There are so many new players looking to enter the lab-grown diamond game because it is hot right now and that is undeniable. But entering a red ocean that's already full of sharks is just going to lead you to competing on price. If you can create your own market and bring something completely new to the table, then you might niche yourself down to a specific customer, but you'll also have so much more clarity in your messaging and be able to offer true value that you can charge a premium for that value and potentially be more successful. I really look forward to seeing what Aether has in store for the future. As I mentioned, if you want to get the links to the articles I share in this segment of the podcast, you can become a Joy Joya VIP by visiting joyjoya.com slash sign up. Without further delay, let's chat with Liz. Hey Liz, thanks so much for coming back on the podcast with me today. You were previously a guest on episode 92 in August, 2020. I can't believe it was that long ago now. It's like a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But now you're back and with exciting news to announce, we're going to be collaborating on a new project and many listeners and viewers of this of this podcast will benefit from it. So I'm so excited to be talking about this with you today. I am so excited, one, to be back and two, to be collaborating with you because I think it we should have done this sooner. I don't know why. I know. I don't know why we waited so long, but <laughs> but it's exciting and we're really excited to share it with you. Yeah, but before we're going to like create some suspense, we're not going to reveal all the details right away. And we're actually going to like offer something of value in this podcast episode. So it's not just a sales pitch for our project. Um, so you are, if people are not familiar with you, a marketing and branding expert for independent jewelry brands. Is that correct? Yeah. So I've been in the jewelry industry for almost 15 years now. 
my first role was with Todd Reed, um, who is a well-known jewelry designer out of Boulder, Colorado. Um, and for him, I did almost everything. I started his Instagram page from scratch um, and I got to see so many aspects of the business and it was like a huge learning experience for me and I fell in love with the industry. From there, I was able to curate the new designer gallery with JA New York, which was amazing as well. I'm so passionate about supporting independent jewelry designers. Um, but before I was in the jewelry industry, I actually worked in digital marketing for an agency in Philadelphia. And so that's really where all of my experience comes from. And um, since kind of discovering the jewelry industry, I've focused on working with jewelry designers um, and I've had so much great experience and I know you have too, which is why it's so exciting that we're going to be working together. Yay. Um, but yeah, so I guess I would be calling myself a marketing expert and branding expert. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I know listeners and viewers are happy to have your knowledge and wisdom today. And since you are so like boots on the ground with these designers, you see what's happening with the trends, with the changes with social media and all the shifts in digital marketing today. I'd love to hear from your perspective, what are the priorities in marketing that brands should be focusing on this year? Do you have a list of things? Yeah, so I think it's really interesting because um, I've been talking about this for a long time and now kind of other marketers are talking about it too, but rather than trying to go wide and talking to a huge audience, you really want to niche down and go deep um, with people who are already fans of your brand or interested in your work. So it's kind of like the idea of don't necessarily worry about growing your following, worry about talking to the following you already have. Um, so I think that's going to be huge in 2022. Um, and then I have five things that, in my opinion, should be what you should be focusing on this year. The first is branding. And I think we all kind of recognize that brands are what we're drawn to when we're thinking about making a purchase. So your brand, brands are going to survive. And this is, again, something I've been saying for a long time, but I think it's become even clearer as more and more brands have kind of taken to Instagram, are in the marketplace, are visible to consumers. Um, I think it's so important to know who you are and be really clear about what your brand is about. Um, so I think that's huge. And then also with that, being consistent across all platforms. So knowing your brand and then making sure that in your email marketing, on your website, in your Instagram, if you're doing in-person events, all of it's aligning and making sense and coming from the same voice and the same vision. Um, so that would be the number one thing. Do you have any tips for, so one thing I find, especially since you work with a lot of independent brands, they're typically one, one person show or like a small team. And a lot of their brand is driven by the designer and their vision. And I find those people have some of the hardest time with the brand story because it's, it's difficult to separate like the person from the brand. Do you have any tips to kind of create a unique brand story? Yeah, I think it's so important to start from that personal place of what really makes you tick, but then think about how you want to kind of put it out into the world. Um, it's so important to kind of come from that personal space, but um, to your point, make sure that it's, um, you know, it's marketable and consumable and all of those things. So I think that one of the best pieces of advice is kind of getting a focus group together of your friends and kind of seeing what they perceive your brand to be and kind of pulling things out from there. Um, and then there's some exercises that we're actually going to talk about um, in uh, what we're going to be uh, collaborating on um, and where we'll do a deeper dive on this actually. But one quick thing you can do is think about five brand keywords. I think that's kind of a 
good place to start in understanding what your brand is externally, how people are perceiving it. And again, like run that by your, your focus group, your friends and family. Yeah. Another like common feedback that I get, especially since social media is obviously such an important facet of digital marketing today. These solopreneurs whose brands are focused around their identity. I can't even tell you how many times they say to me, but Larissa, I'm really shy. I don't want to do like what so-and-so brand is doing because I don't want to reveal like my personal life or get on camera or be on video. Would you, what would be your feedback for someone like that? So think about how you do feel comfortable. So I would love people to get their voice in it if they don't feel comfortable showing their face. So maybe it's a voiceover as you walk people through your process or share your collection, but um, getting really clear and creating boundaries around what your brand does share and what they don't. So perhaps you share your dogs, but you don't share your kids, um, you know, in your brand storytelling and just get clear on that. And then it's never a question for you again. So it's not like, oh, wow, I took this great picture of my kid. Well, you decided already that's not going to be part of your brand or what you're talking about. So you don't use that. Um, So I think creating those kind of rules and guidelines for what you're putting out there is really important. Yeah. Like brand boundaries or something. Boundaries. Love that. (laughs) That's a good tip. So what's your number two? So longer form content, which is something I think we've been talking about over the past couple of years, like writing longer Instagram captions, um, telling more of a story um, when you're writing, which I know is tough for designers. And um, my biggest piece of advice there is to um, voice record, um, you know, talk and voice record and then transcribe it because some some people talk and get um, uncomfortable when they have the blank page to write. So I would really encourage you to do that. But um, once you kind of put that effort into writing that long form blog, um, email or Instagram caption, you can use it in all of those places. So it's not like you're writing it and then it's gone. You can reuse it and kind of cut it apart and and, um, make sure that your effort is actually, um, you're using it long-term and um, repeatedly. So um, long form, because it helps with SEO um, is one thing for your website, which we're going to deep dive into that too. Um, but also people just want to hear more from you. They want to hear more about your process, what's inspiring your design, um, what's kind of in your world, what you're thinking about. And that's really going to help them make the decision to purchase because they're going to be emotionally invested in you and your brand and your designs. Can you recommend any tools for, you were talking about transcribing. Are there any that you like to use? I actually don't have any. Okay. Um, (laughs) There's one I like to use. I can tell you. Um, So because of my podcast, I have had to find ways to pull content out just to make my life easier. So I've tried a lot of different ones and my favorite is otter.ai. It's like the most accurate one. There's a, there are a lot that just don't, they don't get it. You'll get like a mess of transcription. Um, but even if you want to take it to the next level, I love Fiverr too. There are people on Fiverr who can do that for you if you cannot be bothered at all. And it doesn't have to be like super expensive. I love that. That's, um, you've done the work for us. I (laughs) just like record on your phone and then just type it out, which, but having somebody transcribe it will save so much time for you. Exactly. Um, and I love what you said about like making the most of the content that you are creating. So maybe there's like a bigger anchor piece of content and then you're pulling smaller things from it to potentially help you with SEO, get discovered, get found. So that's all, that's all great advice. 
and to really make it work too. I think, um, you know, you're writing this long form um, Instagram caption, for example, and some people will read it. Some people don't love reading as much, or some people are just quickly scrolling. So pulling apart um, important pieces of that and um, typing it in your stories and like resharing your post or sharing more images that add context is a great way to kind of make it more digestible for the people who don't love to read long pieces of content. Absolutely. I was just on a call yesterday with a prospective client and we were talking about their blog. And I noticed that the last few blog posts that they did really seemed to be written by like an SEO agency that was like focused specifically on keywords, but the actual like content was super boring and like not value driven or engaging. And I told this brand, I was like, this is what I'm suspecting is happening. And they're like, yeah, you figured it out. But also, Larissa, nobody reads. So why does it matter? And and I want to actually do a future episode about this, that it doesn't really matter if nobody reads or not, because there are, if you look at it that way, you're looking at it through a very like narrow lens and not seeing the bigger picture of why that content matters. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I can. I think people do read. When I'm interested in a brand, I do read. And I think that's kind of coming back to this bigger focus for 2022, where we're going deep and not wide. Um, So yeah, maybe the majority of people won't read what inspired this particular piece in your collection. But the people who are interested, the people who are fans of you and your collection will. And that's some powerful stuff to get them on board becoming a fan of your work and like joining your community essentially Um, because they're when they're ready to purchase they're going to purchase from you and they're going to keep coming back absolutely and think about the ripple Um, effects of that too like say that person did read the story and then they're wearing your necklace and somebody comes up to them in the grocery store and is like wow that necklace is so cool like (laughs) Where'd you get it? What's the deal with it? And then that person is like a brand ambassador of yours out in the wild who already knows how to talk about your brand, who's already like enchanted by your story. I think it's so important to not kind of go with this like nobody reads thing and really just um, really just tell your story. Yeah. Figure out how you feel comfortable, what feels like a good way for you to tell your story. And I'm always uh, encouraging designers to write like they speak and not get into to your point earlier a marketing speak or like trying to jam it with SEO keywords or anything like that because that's not actually going to lead to people really engaging with what you're doing um, and you know a click or a view is fine and all but we're looking to get sales right totally yes sales so what's your number three So number three is the importance of your connection with your customers, which is kind of what we've been saying all along is figuring out how to like really deeply connect with your customers. Um, So things that are important um, are Instagram stories. There's so much opportunity there because it's the gateway to your direct messages. So really providing some extra context to your followers and um, storytelling and behind the scenes and inviting people to message you on your Instagram stories is a great way to connect with your customers. Hold on. You said something. (laughs) The gateway to your direct messages. I know that's like maybe to you, that's like, oh, that's what I say all the time. But to me, that sounds very profound. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the portal. It like takes you through. Like, I mean, it's, it's so easy to message somebody in the direct messages, which is why I think it's such a powerful platform. Um, but 
yeah, and invite people to message you and have conversations there. It's just, there's a lot of opportunity. I think that's such a missed opportunity. I'm always telling clients, brands, like create, add more calls to action, even in the regular Instagram posts and your Instagram stories. And I think they think they are being too annoying or like saying, like being too demanding almost, but you would be surprised. And you can be really casual about it. It doesn't, there are so many, and I think we'll show you these and what we're going to be um, launching, but I have so many ideas for calls to action. Yay. And some of them are very, very friendly and easygoing and like, let's have a conversation versus this like, hey, click the website, click the link in my profile to purchase. Or, you know, it doesn't even need to be like, send me a message to, to purchase. Like purchase doesn't have to be involved. There's so many ways that you can get people to interact with you and be really strategic about what you want them to do. Um, so yeah, Instagram stories is great. Um, nurturing the clients that you have, um, touching base with them, you know, like on their anniversaries, on their birthdays, um, things like that, or just checking in to see how people are doing if you haven't heard from them a lot in a while and they're a collector or they um, have traditionally purchased from you um, every year and this year maybe they didn't check in, say hello, see what's going on um, and just offer really good uh, customer service because that will set you apart. It maybe doesn't feel like it will, um, but like when somebody asks you a question, um, like what is the price? And I know we get ghosted and I know it's like a lot of work and a lot of energy, but respond to that inquiry with a video, with, um, you know, maybe a story about the piece and what inspired it um, or something special about the gemstone or what is unique about it. Um, that type of um, response is going to lead to, if they're not purchasing now, them coming back to you in the future. Absolutely. Or even referring you to someone else if they don't make a purchase. Yep, definitely. Um, just being like really friendly and available um, within your boundaries. Like you can set a time like, oh, I respond to DMs from 5 to 6 p.m. on um, every weekday or something like that. So it doesn't mean you need to be on direct messages or on Instagram responding or on email responding all of the time. But when you do, be really thoughtful about it. Um, yeah, that's a good point too. Uh, so the next thing that I think we should all focus on in 2022, which people aren't going to like, um, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it's video and it doesn't mean you need to make reels. It doesn't mean you need to dance. It doesn't mean you need to do like learn editing skills or do anything like that, but it does mean that you should show up in video format. And so if you don't feel comfortable showing your face, like we talked about earlier, do a voiceover, show your work, show your process, see how you can kind of put things in motion. Um, there's something about seeing a piece of jewelry in motion that feels like you can reach out and touch it. And it's also content that's performing better on Instagram. If your um, emails are getting a decent open rate, but maybe not a click rate, um, good click rate, having a GIF or some sort of moving element can kind of attract attention and have people kind of scroll through your email more and get to the, um, your call to action or get to what your, your email's about. Um, spend more time on your website if you have video content. There's a lot of great things that video does. Um, and so I think that everybody should kind of start thinking about that if they haven't already. Totally agree with that. And yeah, I don't want to hear any excuses. I don't want to show my face on camera because that, like you said, there are so many other ways to approach video and those might even be more fun and exciting than just talking anyway. Yeah, definitely. There's so much you can do with it. I, 
Um, if you're a maker, especially like everybody, every time I see a video where somebody lights a torch, um, or like is melting gold or melting metal or creating something or showing that type of process, I'm hooked. Um, and a lot of end consumers are too. So that's something that you could think about doing. Yeah. I, I like that you said the melting gold and the like process part. So I just did an episode about YouTube in, um, jewelry marketing. And just for my own, like casual research, I searched on YouTube for jewelry and then sorted by like the most views or whatever. And the top video was something about like melting gold. So there you go. People want to see it. People want to see it. And you need to remember that even though it's part of your everyday, it's not other people's like, it still blows my mind that people can create jewelry out of metal, like as somebody who's not a maker. Yeah. And also if, you know, when we're thinking about like pricing and like people kind of pushing back on um, your pricing and things like that, once they see all of the work that goes into your piece, um, that helps kind of reaffirm that purchase. So true. Um, so my last thought about 2022 is kind of just more conceptual and, um, but it's just lead with passion. I think that um, we kind of have been, I feel like I see a lot of content that's just kind of in the like, oh, I have to put something up there. Like I have to feed the machine and I have to show up um, kind of thing, but your passion for what you do, like you're in this business for a reason. And I love working with um, independent jewelry designers because they're so passionate about what they do. And you should really think about how you can put that out there, how you can share your story and share what's exciting to you. Um, I saw this really strongly when everybody was going to the gem show, which we didn't go, which was super sad. But um, (laughs) when people were going to the Tucson gems show last month, their passion for gemstones, just like it just is addictive. Some of these jewelry designers and the way they were posting about it. So if you could think about how you can use that passion and share it in that kind of way all year when you're talking about finished products when you're doing a collection launch when you're um you know pushing holiday sales things like that if you can kind of tap into that passion that i saw when designers were posting about the tucson gem show i think that would be really really smart but when you're thinking about what type of content to create um if you're stuck think about what you're passionate about and go from there and i think that'll lead to the engagement you're seeking that's such a good example about the jump show. And I agree. I know I didn't really think about it when I was seeing it, but now that you mention it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's perfect example for people to see like what is passion and how to express that. Yeah. I love it. I love when uh, I can like, you know, obviously I pay a lot of attention and same with you to what jewelry designers are posting, especially like clients or designers who are in our world. Um, but other brands too, like I've noticed when they're ex- really excited about something or if they're just feeling like they need to put a post up or an email out. So yeah, always come at it from this place of like excitement and passion. Such a great point. So I think we're ready to make this announcement and thank you for sharing your five points. They were so informative and helpful. I loved it. I love sharing Um, and I'm excited for this reveal. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to take the lead on explaining what it is that we'll be doing? Sure. So Larissa and I have put together a six-part webinar series um, called Success with Jewelry. Um, And this could become more things from here. But what we're launching right now is a six-part webinar series. And it's one webinar a month for six months leading up to Q4. So our goal is to get you ready for holiday. Um, Once you've done all of these um, webinars, you've gone through all of it, um, you'll be 100% ready 
to have an incredible holiday season. That sounds pretty compelling to me. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I love teaching webinars. And then um, I know, Larissa, you love um, doing your podcast and getting information to designers. And I think this is kind of the perfect way for us to, one, provide really actionable steps and advice to jewelry designers, but also just connect with you too, because we're going to have time for Q&A. We're going to be talking to you um, one-on-one a little bit within these webinars. Um, And so that's really exciting for me too. Yeah. It felt like such a natural collaboration for us and also a response to a lot of things that we see commonly in the marketplace that we truly see a need for this. Otherwise, I mean, we're both busy ladies you know, we're not going to invest our time and effort into something that we don't think is going to be beneficial. So this is fulfilling a need that we saw among the people that we work with. And especially like time-wise, so we're going to be starting this in April. And as Liz said, like leading up to Q4, because a lot of these brands designers are so busy, maybe they're waiting till August or September to even start thinking about holiday. So we are saying, and we're encouraging you, and we're going to be your accountability partners in getting a jump on this and starting in April so that you are like golden by the time November, December comes. Right. And uh, even if you don't have, maybe holiday isn't your biggest time of year, although even if your client is self-purchasers, I've seen with a lot of jewelry designers that Q4 still tends to be the biggest time of year. This will set you up for success for 2023, for all the years going forward. You know what I mean? Um, You'll be in a really good place with your business. Um, And I think that digital marketing in general, um, which is really the focus of this six-part webinar series, and we'll let you know kind of what break it down for the topics and let you know what the topics are. But um, digital marketing has become such a crucial part of having a successful jewelry business. Even if you still are doing in-person events, even if you're doing trade shows and have a wholesale business, it's still so important to have um, a really high functioning website, having a strong presence um, in social media. And, you know, as I'd mentioned earlier, having a strong brand. Um, So this series is going to walk you through all of those things to just make sure your your business is set up for success. Totally. And I think Liz, you mentioned the keyword being actionable. So like, if you listen to my podcast, yeah, I give a lot of tips and guidance, but you don't necessarily have a chance to like chat with me afterward, or maybe like fully know how to implement all of the things. Even if you're on Instagram, there's a, there's a lot of great jewelry advice out there from various accounts, but they're not necessarily there with you to implement the things or how they'll work with your brand in your situation. But we in this webinar series really want to give actionable takeaways. And then each session also has a live Q and a, so like you can actually ask us questions and interact with us. Right. And each will build on each other. And so after the live webinar, we'll send out the replay. So you'll have full access to the the replay for forever, for as many times as you want to watch it. Um, And then also we'll send out actual actionable to do's and like a guide that kind of goes through what we talked about within that. Um, So you'll leave really having a lot of direction um, and guidance. And then again, we'll be available for answering questions, um, which should be super helpful for you. Yeah. And it can also potentially help you feel like you're part of a community also, because there will be other brands just like yours, people in similar situations and, you know, being able to share experiences in that Q&A with other people and hear how other people are dealing with things in the industry because 
Yes, the industry is kind of close knit. And I think there's a strong community on social media, but I think it can feel really isolating to, especially if you're a solopreneur and working on your own and digital marketing can be so uncertain and always changing and evolving. And I think people wonder like, am I doing the right thing? Like, is this just me? Am I the only person who feels this way? Yeah. And there's so much, um, I feel like there's a lot of information out there, but, um, or like that you can get kind of piecemeal, but we want, we put this program together with this idea of walking you through the steps of where to start and taking you through the finish line. So it's, um, kind of just guiding you, um, where to start and kind of what to work on leading up to this, um, Q4. And I think that that's a little bit unique about what we're doing. It's kind of a course that we've thought out and it's, it's very much based on us working with clients and seeing what designers should be focused, focusing on in kind of an order that to really direct you through. Absolutely. We guide you, hold your hand, keep you accountable so, and in a digestible way too, because these once a month sessions give you time in between to like really digest the information and implement the things that you need to implement so that you're ready for the next step. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. So I'm sure people listening are like, or maybe they're not interested, but maybe they're like, oh, this sounds amazing, but they have questions. So what, what are some uh, frequently asked questions that we've anticipated so we can answer them before they even come up? Right. So, well, first let's, let's quickly walk people through what the topics will be. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. No, it's just, uh, yeah. So, um, in April and May, we kind of have this focus on branding. Um, so, my, if anybody's ever done any of my webinars, taken any of my webinars, um, or heard me speak anytime, branding is where you need to start. Otherwise you're just going to be floundering and you're just not going to know where to go, or you're going to be creating a message that's confusing. Anyway, branding is the place to start. So that's where we'll be starting with this series. Um, our first webinar is going to be about brand story and differentiation. Um, and that's going to be on Thursday, April 21st. And then um, in May, we'll be doing um, a webinar talking about the importance of content, SEO, and having a content calendar. So um, really planning out your content so it has um, a, it's coming from a really strategic place. It's not just what you feel like talking about at any given time or um, you scrambling because you need to get a post up. Um, so we'll walk you through all of that and share tools to help you um, and, and help you get started there. And then... Um, June and July, we'll be focusing on the customer experience. So um, once you know what your brand is and you're set up um, to tell your story and you're putting your brand out there and all those things, obviously you want your customer to have a place to go to shop. So um, a key to marketing success is ensuring that once a customer has made their way to your website, the experience is easy and thoughtful and optimized and all of those things. So um, we'll be focusing on the overall customer experience in June. And then um, e-commerce optimization in July, two really important things, especially to set you up for success come holiday season. And then um, the third chunk, uh, August and September, will focus on content distribution. So now you have an optimized website. Um, you know what your brand is. You know what you want to say. Um, but how do you say it and where do you say it? So in August, we'll talk about social media marketing. And then... Um, our last webinar will be about email marketing in September. So it takes you through everything you need to do and it's going to set you up um, for success. 
That sounds so great. I want to sign up. <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> um, well, you'll get to be there, Larissa. So. <laughs> <Thank goodness. laughs> um, so anyway, one of the questions that we've been getting is, can I register for just one? And as of now, no, we're selling it as a, a full series because we believe that the full series is important since we're going to kind of have each webinar building on each other. Um, and we're going to be giving out this, these guides and we really want to hold your hand and walk you through it. And we want you to get the most out of this. We don't want to just kind of sell you a webinar. We want you to make, we want to make sure that you're actually finding success from this. Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. So, um, and then Larissa, you mentioned it's not a huge time commitment, right? No. So the actual meeting is just once a month, like one and a half hours to watch the webinar, including the Q and a at the end. So listening to us present our information and having the Q and a, I mean, that is such a small time investment. Of course, you know, there will be takeaways, actionable takeaways that you'll want to implement in the time between, but the amount of time and effort that you want to invest in that is really up to you and what your bandwidth is and what resources you have, but you'll be able to take enough that, you know, you can decide how much is relevant for your business and to, to put into play for holiday. Yeah. And we'll, like I said, we'll be sending out a guide, um, after each webinar session. And, um, so you'll know what you need to be doing or what we're recommending that you do. Um, to kind of move your brand forward. So it will be less of you kind of wondering what you should be working on and us kind of telling you um, how what to work on your marketing. And if you're more focused on like that, it'll, it makes it so much easier. Um, a lot of times I talk to designers and they're like, oh yeah, like I need, to, I know I should be doing marketing. Um, and that you spend a lot of time like just um, thinking about it and like wondering about it. Um, this will take all of that time where you're kind of just spinning. Um, and give you some things to actually work on. So it'll actually relieve you of a lot of time that you yeah, spend. That sounds great. <laughs> um, will there be opportunities for the attendees to get one-on-one -on -one time with us? So each webinar, like we said, um, has 30 minutes of Q and A. So if you have a specific question, uh, we'll definitely be answering that for you. Um, but if you want to work with us further after, or if you, you complete the series and need extra help, um, definitely message us. We'd love to work with you. And we're like, I kind of mentioned in the beginning, we're working on some more things, um, in our collaboration. So we'll have more to share soon. Yeah. We're starting with this series to, you know, see how people respond to it, but Liz and I are really passionate educators. I think also not just marketers, but we love teaching people about what we do and like helping to empower them so they can do this on their own. I mean, I wouldn't be doing this podcast for so long if I didn't feel that way. So we're both bringing this energy to the table and in this collaboration, like want to build out a full program for success. So we're using this series as a starting point to kind of test it out, see how people like it, and then seeing how else we can support um, designers and brands. Yeah. I mean, that's our main focus, right? Is supporting independent designers. Um, that's what I've been passionate about for so long. And same with you, Larissa. So that's, that's really what kind of drew us together to do this. Absolutely. So what are the details? If someone's interested in signing up, what do they need to know? So first off, we have early bird special pricing. If you sign up now through March 13th, 
um, $299 for six webinars um, with guides. Um, so six months worth of content for $299 if you sign up now. After that date, um, the price is gonna go up to $350. Um, still an incredible uh, investment for what we're offering, in my opinion. Um, so I think that it's a really great opportunity for designers who are looking to get on track with their marketing and um, kind of set themselves up for success. And so if you wanna sign up, um, or if you just want more information, or if you want to ask us a question, um, the website is successwithjewelry.com. And we've also set up an Instagram where we're planning out some fun things um, to do there, but um, that's at successwithjewelry. So follow us there, ask us questions. We'd love to chat. We'd love to hear your feedback about all of this. Um, and if you need more details, just please let us know or visit the website. I'm so excited about this project. It really energizes me. Like I feel energized and excited to have people attend and to be able to share our knowledge. And also I think, and Liz and I talked about this before, <laughs> we're both busy ladies. So we don't want to like take on something that's going to feel like a chore or stressful. So we really also want to have fun with this. And we want it to be a fun, enjoyable experience because I know marketing can feel like, a big pill that someone has to swallow. So we really want to make it enjoyable and accessible as well. Yeah, definitely. I actually, as we've been working on this, I've been like pushing off client work and like working on this instead. Because it's just, I Like you said earlier, we both love teaching um, and we both love educating, but also, um, you know, marketing does feel like this huge thing for a lot of designers. And I, I talk to designers all the time that are like, I just want to be at my bench. I just want to be designing. I just want to be making. Um, but putting the time in up front will leave you so much more time to be designing and making. And then hopefully it will help you grow your business so that um, maybe you can eventually outsource and um, spend more time at the bench or doing what you love doing. Yeah. And also helping people realize too, that at the end of the day, marketing is about relationships relationships with your customers, relationships with collaborators, with business partners. And I think at least in my mind, when you perceive it that way, it does become more fun and enjoyable because ultimately they're the people who are going to give you the fulfillment that what you're doing matters, that you're getting feedback, that you're like seeing people out in the world with your jewelry, that you're interacting with those people. And really that's the essence of marketing, not the social media BS and the email schedule and the algorithms and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of it, but like, it's not the core of it. Yeah. A thousand percent marketing is about relationships. Love it. And that's, that was when we were first started talking about this, we were like, yeah, it's going to be, um, it's going to be us teaching marketing with no BS. Um, so it's going to be straightforward, actionable. That's what we want to provide. Love it. Well, Liz, this has been awesome. Thank you for coming on and sharing your knowledge. And also thanks for collaborating with me. We, again, we're so excited to share this and I'm glad we had an opportunity to, to tell our listeners and viewers about it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And I can't wait to hear what everyone thinks. What did you think? Would you like to enroll in the success with jewelry webinar series? Early bird registration opens March 13th for just $2.99. The early bird registration will be open for two weeks 
only until March 27th. So you should act quickly if you want to take advantage of that early bird price. And then at that point, the price will increase to $350. Want all the details? Visit successwithjewelry.com or follow on Instagram at successwithjewelry, where we'll also be sharing tons of free tips and information, of course, always providing value and educating people in the jewelry industry. Can't wait to see you at the webinar. You can always email me Larissa, that's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com. If you love this podcast, please share it with a friend who'd appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe as well as leave a review on iTunes. To purchase a signed copy of my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy, visit joyjoya.com book for all the information. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about working with Joy Joya, visit joyjoya.com where you can sign up to download our free eBooks about various topics in jewelry marketing.